Live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series, live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. William, what's up, brother? Welcome, Matthew. Good uh, to be back. We're back in our uh, our routine uh, every other week, so right. uh, I'm glad we're kind of getting back into that and uh, roared and ready to go tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we got some people tuning in. we got Mitchell. Alan Rubin is here. Uh, guys, what's up? Thank you for being here with us tonight. Thank you for watching. If you're listening at home on the podcast networks, we really appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you can find our podcasts on all of the podcast apps, as well as on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash tobacco. All of our social media links can be found at smokingtobacco.com. Uh, this is, along with a couple other things, but for the sake of the season, uh, feeling festive. No, it's not Christmas. It's PCA pregame season. This is the PCA yep. uh, pregame show part one. Uh, we will be going over a little bit of pre-PCA stuff, as well as a couple of kind of unrelated topics um first things first it is uh second week of june we are three weeks is it three weeks four four it's four well yeah so we're like we're like four weeks away from the start yep. of the pre of the 2022 premium cigar association trade show uh this year we anticipate i think i speak for will and myself when i say we anticipate um a bigger show than last year I think last year, we all can agree, don't forget to like and subscribe. I think that's how I got engaged and then married. <laughs> Jay Davis is with us tonight. Um, yeah, no, I think I can. I think it's safe to say I, I, I anticipate from what I've seen and what I'm hearing, this year's show will be bigger than last. However, I don't know if it still will be you know, as big as years prior to that and prior to the pandemic. But I think we can expect to see more people coming than were last year. Last year's the Mulligan show. You know, that was that first, you know, pandemic still kind of going on. But there's a show. Show happened, you know, in 100 days it was put together at the last minute. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it. And so there, there was that was like I call that the Mulligan year. But this year I think we should see more of a air quotes normal show uh, to, some, to some degree. Uh, now, coop, at CigarCoop.com, you can see the big board. Now, the, if you don't know what that is, if you're not a Cigar Coop follower, you're only a smoking tobacco follower, or if you're new to both of us, uh, the big board at Cigar-Coop.com is the, the master list of everyone who will be exhibiting at the PCA trade show. Uh, coop, I don't know if you have your big board in front of you. Um, yes, I do. If, Always have it in front. Okay, good. Um, so... Looking at the big board, you know what? Let me get it up in front of me too. Uh, looking at the big board, what are some of the biggest changes from last year to this year that you've seen so far that have really like stood out to you that you were like, "Wow"? Um, you know, I think the there's a few. It's obviously the return of the companies mm -hmm. um, that missed last year's trade show, and you know, there's Foundation Cigar. There's La Florida Medicana. Yeah. There's there's McAuliffe. Yeah. And um, you know these are companies, and there's a few others. I know I'm probably leaving Casa out. Casa Cuevas. Yep. 
Um, and I'm leaving another significant name out. It just seems like, but, um, and I apologize, but you know, as far it, it, it's the return of these companies, I think that are, well, it's not like a, a huge, um, it wasn't like a huge exodus. Oh, United, United's the other one. You, yes. United. That's true. Yes. United's the other one. The, I think these, these five companies are going to make a big difference being back at the trade show this year. No. And let's, these weren't gone for political reasons, these companies. So That's it's what very important say. to yeah. make that out. Yeah. Yeah, no, Coop's right. I mean, um, it, 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 the last year's show, you have to remember, or if you didn't know, be, due to the pandemic and all that other stuff, the TPE trade show happened in May. And PCA right. happened on its regular schedule in July. Now, the problem with that, and the reason why certain manufacturers did not attend PCA last year, was because... A lot of those manufacturers attended TPE, and they sold a lot of stuff. They sold a lot of inventory. Right. It was at a time when there was a boom, inventory shortages, a lot of demand. So you go out there in May, and you sell a lot of product. Eight weeks later, especially for the smaller distributors and companies, you're supposed to go back out there eight weeks later and sell more. These guys said, we sold everything we have. So yeah, we, we, there, there's, there's no. we're going to go to PCA. We're going to go back out there in eight weeks. We have nothing to sell. That was the case for United, Gaza Guevas, McAuliffe and LFD didn't do any trade shows because they chose to just kind of sit back and, and just focus on, you know, logistics and business yeah, flow. Yeah, same foundation. Same with foundation. Same with foundation. Uh, yep. So that and that was why it was like we're just at this time like I, I we can't be at a trade show selling product. We get we we're trying to get the factory rolling again. So yeah, very smart moves by the way. Don't knock them for that. Very smart moves. I mean, you got you got to keep your other stuff moving before you can attempt to be trying to sell stuff you don't have. Or, oh, well, when can I get these? Well, we'll sell them to you, but you might not see them for another 12 months because the factory's at half capacity and we're trying to get everyone back in the factory right now. So Yeah, and, and you know, I'd say maybe with the exception of LF. Which I put these are mid tier companies. LC is probably a little higher than a mid tier company for sure. Yes, but nonetheless, I think they're important mid tier companies making a return. And it's sounding like each of these companies are going to be returning not just to check the box, they're all going to be coming in with different strategies. There's going to be products that are going to be announced from these companies, so they're taking it seriously, which I think is also a very good thing. United is going to have some new things that they've already announced, but they will be yeah. formally debuting at the show. LaFleur Dominicana will be unveiling, from what I understand, multiple products. One of them right. was announced on the Smoke and Tobacco show by Lito Gomez, the Soli, or Soleil. I'm not sure how yep. exactly you spell it, or say it, but um, that will be coming out. McAuliffe, yep. I believe. <sighs> they've they, got stuff. They have. St I, don't I don't know if they're they ready to talk about it, though. Yeah, they have. They have stuff. I I know that they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna have something new to show. I don't want to say too much on that, but th there's something new from them. You'll see. You'll see yeah. something in some way new from them. Um, Foundation. I'm not sure, Coop. Have you heard anything on Foundation? Is there any rumbling? Yeah, they've started making their product announcements already. So okay. they announced the uh, Macho Ratones, which are perfectos to the LOSA and Wiseman Maduro lines. But there's more coming from them. So yes. so they have product this year. New product. Yeah. 
Yeah, so and and they also will be back. So Nick Melilla will be back at the trade yeah. show this year. Um, Saka will be at the show. I don't think he's bringing anything new. I think he's. Oh, he, 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 the, he, didn't, he, he missed prime time with Saka. I did miss prime time this week. You missed. Pri- he, he spilled the beans on prime time. Oh, what did he say? So he's got, in addition to the Bewitched, which was uh, just shipped already, uh, he has got the Me Carita Black that will have a national launch. That's a, that's a line he originally released for JR, but it's going national, and he's going to have a 7 by 50 size called, you ready for this? Saka Khan. <laughs> and Gee, I wonder how we, he came up with that. <laughs> right, right. Um. And he's got a new uh, Stillwell Star uh, blend, a uh, holiday blend. That's coming oh, you know holiday. what? That's right. I did hear that there was – yes, I heard about that one. I forgot about that Yeah. One. Yep. Yeah. I heard about holiday. So, yeah, he blend. does have so – and, and he's trying to decide. He may do one one other thing. He may, like, do it the show. But it's – it's he, so he's got stuff this year, too. Not like last year, but he's still got stuff. Now, the other thing that I was thinking about, too. So, last year we saw no cigars were present, but we saw the debut of Michael Herklotz. Ferry Otago Company at the PCA trade show, and yep. we were told at a later time, although we saw the boxes for it. Actually, no, I think we knew about the cigars, but we only saw the boxes at the trade we only show. Saw the boxes, right? Of the Ferry Otago, uh, the limited edition lines that came out, and we were told that those were blends for 2021 only, and that he would be doing something new for 2022. I anticipate that we will probably see whatever that 2022 limited edition is by the trade show. It wasn't clear to me, Matt, though, if it was the Elegancia and the Generoso, which are yes. the two blends, yes. if they're just doing another batch of those oh. or not. Okay. It, that was wasn't clear to me. Maybe it was maybe that, a little different. Or... So he hasn't told that yet. I don't think he's announced that what that is yet. He has It could be another – yeah, it could be another vintage of, of those blends, though. Very true. Sorry, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to stay hydrated. That's okay. I'm, I got. I got a little hiccup here actually. So if I'm mute, there's a reason. Uh oh, Coop's got the hiccups. So, you know, but I think this is a very important show for Michael, and I, I and I, Michael is going to be on Bear and I on Tuesday, because I know everyone is rooting for Michael, and everyone's glad to have Michael back. But in my opinion, the success or failure of Ferrier Tego is not going to be on those. Those Ferrier Tego LEs, it's gonna be on those core lines. Timeless and I think he's still I think he's yeah, timeless problem. And I think he's still got a lot more work to do in that area. Oh, hundred kind percent. Of bring those into the market. So I'm curious to see where he thinks he's at right now. Um, but nonetheless, it's still exciting to have something new at the trade show from Michael. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not poo pooing, I think it's great. Um, and then even if even if he redo releases the LEs from last year, it still gives him a chance to showcase that at a trade show. Not a bad thing. You know, when you have some customers who probably haven't heard of him either. So Mitchell and, and Jay are very active in the comments right now. Um, first of all, Mitchell says, uh, Coop, your, your Sokka-Con karaoke idea is amazing. Number one. Yeah, I actually was yeah, – Sokka hates the idea of doing Sokka-Con karaoke. You know, you go, <laughs> Sokka-Con, Sokka-Con. Saka Khan, you know, and the best. We have Steve give him a box of cigars. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, Jay, Jay is with us too, and Jay says way too many products coming. Uh, what linear feat is there to host these products? Expect a lot of good cigars getting moved off shelves to make room for gambles. Hashtag yep. why I hate new for new. Um, He's right. He He's also says 
Uh, I expect 2022 Fabio Tagos and 10th anniversary Timeless with a question mark. Um, that's true too. Good Could we see a 10th yeah. anniversary Timeless? Um, that's a good one, Jay. I, you know, it's, he's right. This is the 10 year anniversary of Timeless this year. So good, the, good work, Jay. Yeah, yeah, Jay, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that and you know that would make. I mean, I'm speculating here, but that would make a lot of sense because that's a way you kind of again. You do an anniversary, it helps promote the brand. You know, mm -hmm. so it can kind of give the brand a little more juice with that. That's not a bad idea. Uh, Mitchell it's has said... A TAA, it's better than doing a TAA cigar in a bundle, Mike. It, uh, we all know how you feel about the paper bundles. Mitchell said there is going to, this is going to be a make-or-break show for her clocks. I agree. I uh, agree. I, I, I it's, think a very, it's a very... It's the most important trade show in Michael Herklotz's career. You know, the first year, yeah, it's new. No one knew what it, no one knew it was coming out yet. Now that things are on shelves, now 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 it's game time for him. Yeah. Uh, Jay Davis Absolutely. though had said in my store, Legacy Lines crushed it huge in my stores last year. So there's one store that you know has done well with Ferrero Tagos, Legacy Lines. Yeah, I mean they're good cigars. I mean Timeless is Timeless. Sterling is one of my favorites. I mean these are, but nonetheless they still have to be reestablished into the market. It's true. And, you know, stores that had them that don't have them anymore, you have to get them back on the shelves and you got to continue to turn them. That's a big that's a big undertaking. And I don't think any and anyone thought that Michael was going to go in there last October, flip a switch on and start selling a ton of timeless and metropolitans. I think they were crazy. This is a, a big effort. and It's going to take a couple of years for sure. Jay said disagree. He's already in almost 600 stores in less than a year. Yeah, but how many of those stores are going to? reorder yeah. at the show yeah yeah uh, he's weak in the southeast right now jay in my opinion I, I know i've been to other parts of the country i understand it but where i am is there's a lot of work to do yeah he's not really up here um i think two guys carry some of timeless i believe kurt kendall i don't know if kurt kendall actually carries any of the new stuff know. um no, you know what? I, I thought I I thought I saw some of the Elegancia Generoso there, but then again, I don't know if he took the just in that. I don't. I don't. I can't remember if he he got the new stuff. Yeah, Barry um, Barry reviewed the TAA, so they must have it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Barry did. Yeah, so they. Yeah, so they definitely. Yeah, they carry timeless then. He only gave um, it a ninety-one. Ninety-one. That's that's. I think yeah. that's a low score for him. That's low for Barry. Yeah. That's low so for I don't Barry. Know about that. That is, that's what I'm saying. So, um, uh, but no, they have it. I see. This, I see that there's a link that you can go and, and get it. So yeah, they have it at two guys. So if they're carrying the TAA, they must carry the the rest of them. Jay said, "I'm not saying they are back." Oh, by the way, uh, good evening, Dan Thompson. Thank you for being with us, Jay Davis. I am not saying they are back, but way ahead in Saka and Foundation, even after they were out three years. What's Saka going on? Year four now? Year five? Seven. Oh, it's, has it been that long? He came back. Him and Nick launched in 2015. Wow, it's hard shit. to believe that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, here's how I notice: we did Saka gave away an ashtray on the show, and this was 2015 was part of the question about Sober Mesa. <laughs> That's why. So. Hmm. Interesting. Is your is your boom thing loose on your headset? Is that why it keeps dropping? Yeah, the screw fell out. So oh. I was like, 
I hope that doesn't happen to mine. Because we have the same headset. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, well, I have the screw, so it's just got to go back in. Oh. It's um, a pain to get it back in, too. The TAA was a, was pedestrian, not as good as Coraline's. Uh, Alan Rubin says they la they launched in 2015 in New Orleans. Yeah. Hmm. TA cigars in general are pedestrian. I mean, I think it's a fair thing. They're, they're just, you know, they're, they're just... Nope. So it's one of the worst marketing ploys put across the consumers I've ever seen. LaFleur Dominicana, and there's no conflict of interest here, but LaFleur Dominicana, those TAAs, fucking lights Lef out. LaFleur, Crown Heads, and Tatawahe, lights out consistently. Some of the others... And that's true about those other two brands, too, you're right. Yeah, they've been always con the three consistent. You know, Christoph's done a couple of good ones, too. I'll give them... But, but there's been a lot of TAA duds. Um, I, I mean, I just reviewed one last week. In my, in my review, I think I wrote another TAA dud. Hmm. Not, not that it was last year's Villager, not this year's Villager one. Um, which was this year's Villager one I thought was pretty good. So, yeah, you know, we've talked a lot about TAA. Sorry, my chair. The little thing that keeps it from rocking back and sliding out. You know, we've talked about TA exclusives, PCA exclusives. Are there too many? Um, you know, we really won't get too much into TAA, but, you know, it's PCA pregame season. You know, like Jay said, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff heading to the show. And including that is the PCA exclusives. There's a lot of PCA exclusives. Now, look, we've been covering the PCA exclusive. We've been talking about them because that's our job. That's what we do. But, Coop, you and I have made it very clear how we feel about PCA exclusives. On meh. the show, yeah, meh, they've meh, meh, for good reasons um, though, for good reason, you know, good reasons. Um, what about the shops that, you know, the the, the small shops that can't afford to go to the show, or maybe the, the the shops that already do business with those companies, and they, you know, they can't make it to the show for whatever reason, or you know, there's some sort of, and, and they and they and, and they do a lot of business with the company, but then they can't get the show exclusives that their customers are asking about, that they're looking for. They're a big carrier of that brand, and then they don't have it because they couldn't make it to the trade show for whatever good probably reason that they ha probably have. I mean, if, you, if they can't go, they can't go. It's on them. But, like, if, you know, God forbid, you know, small shop, they can't get there. You know, bigger shop, there's something going on, or there was a, something happened last minute. They couldn't make it to the shows. They weren't allowed to place their order. Right. You know, it, it's it's kind of it's difficult and disappointing. Uh, for some of those people and the customers looking for that product. Now that customer is going to not do business with them and they're going to go do business with someone who maybe is brand new to that brand, never carried it. And they get TAA exclusive right out the gate. And then, you know what? Maybe they like that shop better. Maybe they like that website better and they're going to go shop there now. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, and then what are you going to do? You're going to tell someone, let's say you have a guy who's been to the trade show for 15 years in a row, right? And he can't go this year for a variety of reasons, right? Doesn't matter what the reason is. You know, but he'll be back next year. You're going to tell that guy he can't get the product? You know, he's been a customer and, and a loyal TA person and a customer. How do you tell that guy he can't get the product? That's why I think this is such a flawed system. Um, and frankly, the idea is, and I heard Charlie Minato said this Friday afternoon, he did a podcast. And I've been saying it for months. Why are, why are we within 30 days of the trade show and, and, and just finding out about some of this stuff? You should be getting people excited 
You should have get people excited back in February and March about these cigars. Pete was the only one who announced this cigar early. And it was a good job by Pete. And I've been I've been critical of Pete with his media stuff sometimes. But he did a good job announcing that that PCA exclusive back in uh, February or March. So I don't know what, what everyone else is waiting for. And I talked to Scott Pierce about this. And, and I'll tell you what, I think the manufacturers, in my opinion, are not doing their – are not promoting this enough. I mean, I haven't seen – like I've, I've heard of certain cigars announced, and I'm hardly seeing companies even acknowledge that these cigars are coming out. So – if I say their names, they'll say, oh, we did it, you know, but but let's be real. They're not promoting it. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I agree. I think there should be more time. Yeah, yeah. A, a, big, a, a bigger time window on, on some of these. Bigger time, yeah, it should be. It should you know, be a bigger time window. Now, Jay and Alan are kind of pushing back against the small shop comments that w that I made. So it's not even just, like, being able to afford to go, but, like, there's, there's, some, there's some smaller shop owners that I've talked to who, you know, yeah, maybe some of them said that they couldn't afford it. Some of them said, you know, hey, like, there's only, like, two of us. We can't, you know, if, if, if we go to the trade show, then we, we means, you know, there's no one to man the store. You know, th there are a lot of reasons. There's multiple reasons to why some shops maybe just can't make it to the show for whatever reason. It is. And I'm not trying to just say, like, whatever those reasons are valid. I'm not here to, I'm not here to be the judge on whether the excuse is right or not. But the fact of the matter is, there are some shops that won't be able to attend or can't go, and they miss out on these exclusives. And, you know, maybe they do a lot of business with some of these brands. And, you know, then their customers are asking for it. And they're like, well, we, you know, we couldn't get to the show, so they wouldn't let us order it. And it's like, you know, look, it doesn't bother me that much, but it's because I'm not the one in the retail. I'm not the one selling it. But it's just it, these are conversations I've had with, with a, a good amount of smaller shops or shops otherwise who, who won't be able to make it. And these are some of the reasons that, you know, or one of the things that they've said to me about, you know, missing yeah. out on the on the show exclusives, you know, because oh, we couldn't be there yeah. or whatever. But Matt, so. let me let me kind of, and you know, I love this company, and you know, I've been high on this company, but I'm going to use them as an example. Are people going to be that upset that they couldn't get to the the PCA trade show to reorder the Rocky Patel ALR second edition? Wait, say that Which again. Is, by the way, sorry. sorry, you can get everywhere. Sorry, right? sorry. I, was, I, I, I was I got caught off by the comment. Say that one more time. So you know, I love this company, right? Yeah, and I've been high on this company. They were my company of the year and stuff like that. But I'll say this: Are people going to be doing handstands to go to the PCA trade show to rebuy the Rocky Patel ALR Second Edition, a cigar which is on the shelves in a lot of stores right now? And it's been out for a while. I'm not going to be. Yeah, you're going to be doing handstands, saying I got to go get my plane ticket to go out. And I'm not knocking the cigar. I'm just saying. Honestly, are they gonna be doing? Are they gonna be doing that? Um, Rocky had a big year I last think, year. He did three think new so. lines. Yeah, but I mean, this thing the ALR has been one that's been out for three years, and that's kind of a more limited line. So they only they made it available last year at the PCA trade show, and they're making it again available this year. Oh yeah, no, I know. That's a that's a fair point. I, I mean, fair point. I, I'm being honest here, and then. You know, I know Kristoff's got a cigar coming out, right? And look, I love Kristoff, right? No one's seen the packaging for that cigar yet. So, am I going to be exciting? What What if they decide to go put it in? A, I'm not. I should say. I don't know. I think Kristoff will put it in a nice box, right? But let's say you know, if you're going to announce a cigar, right? You don't. They're want, doing you a bunch sure. of repackaging too. You You got to look. Yeah, you got to at least show what the cigar looks like to get people excited to go out there. Oh yeah. So. 
So I, I, I you know, Alec Bradley's taking the approach. Well, we're going to surprise everyone at the trade show. Alec Bradley can get away with that, okay? Because yeah. Alec Bradley has a good track record of when they've done that before. They've not disappointed. And that's this. The last time they did that was a magic toast. And yeah. they, it was a huge hit for them. So yeah. I'm going to give them a little benefit of the doubt because Alec Bradley's done it before and mm. pulled it off successfully. Yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about Alec Bradley. They're yeah. going to have a great show. They're going to be and from fine. From what I understand, Fuente Padron is not part of this series. So no. I think it's kind of a separate deal, and no one knows what's going to – and I think that's a smart move, by the way, Not the PCA not getting involved with that mm-hmm. because it, who knows if that's going to even be at the show or not. It looks like it's going to be, but yeah. The, the, the stance on the Fuente Padron thing, and, and this is a hot one. Everyone keeps asking about it. So from, from what Coop and I understand – there's a good chance that we will see it at the show this year. However, what I'm going to say, and this is the part that you need to pay attention to because this is the part that everyone doesn't want to listen to. They hear the first part and then they stop listening. This is where you yeah. need to listen. Having said that, if you do not see that at the show this year, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked, and that doesn't mean it's done. And it doesn't. And it does, yeah, exactly. Paulito will not do this if it's not if it's not 100% right. He's not going to – he'll pull it. But – from from conversations that we've had, yeah, um, recently with Fuente, I mean, we we were not told, hey, we're doing it, but it sounds like they're sh- they're shooting for this year, yeah. But if they're not ready, they're not ready, and they're not going to do it. So it doesn't. There's no. There's nothing's guaranteed right now. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, I, I doubt anyone will smoke that cigar. Or the two cigars that come out. I I, I will tell you. And, I don't and I'm going to tell you right now the secondary on that. All the groups, all the groups on Facebook, they all know who they are. Uh, who you know who have the the secondary groups. That's where you're going to see them because those those cigars are going to be huge secondary cigars. Yeah, I mean a lot of those cigars. I mean, the you know, and I love the Fuentes, right? But the one thing I kind of I get worried about sometimes is is this one or two box allocations per retailer use in a lot of cases the retailers and i can't blame the retailer for the same i don't need to put this why, why am i gonna put this on the box why am i gonna put this on the shelf yeah so so i'm just i'm you know and i understand it i'm not criticizing them so that, but it's unfortunately that that's what that system is going to breed. some people will share them with other people and i know people who be very generous in sharing you guys know who you are there's some people keep them for themselves and that's fine too. And then there'll be some of the crumbs who sell it on the secondary market. I but like how I, you use the word crumbs. But, <laughs> but, 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 the Matt, remember the rare, the first batch of the rare pinks? How many of those actually yeah. made it to the shelves? Yeah, the I first mean first batch I'm talking about. I know, when they when they were first when they first made right. it to the retailers. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And and I hate I and look, I know Carlito has the best of intentions of it. So I'm not you know, but I and I understand he wants to get something out. But unfortunately, we've seen this happen. It's just it's just reality that's happened. Listen, I'm gonna tap on another. I'm gonna tap on another specific market of another industry where we see this every single day. The American bourbon market. Yeah. You know, you look at distilleries like Buffalo Trace. You know, from which is owned by the Sazerac Company, which makes everything from, you know, Dr. McGillicuddy's and Fireball. You know, they meet all the way up to George T. Stagg, and they are the ones who distill Pappy Van Winkle. Now, um, they operate very similarly. They make allocated releases, just like Opus X and all these other hard, you know, there's only so much, and they can only be so, so many, but the, it's the same thing. They bottle so many bottles, and they release it to the distributors, 
And if you don't know how the liquor system works, this is it's very similar to the way the cigar system works. The manufacturers make what they have. They have an MSRP. And, you know, so George T. Stagg, all the, 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 the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, you know, the Van Winkle Selection, you know, the, the Antique Collection, all those bottles have an MSRP of $99. There's different amounts made of each bottle. So there's more Thomas H. Handy than in GTS than there is of William LaRue and Sazerac 18 and Eagle Rare 17. But they all have an MSRP of $17. I, I'm sorry, as a $99. It might, it might be like $109 now, but it's about $100. Those bottles annually come out in the fall. They are released to all the liquor distributors. It's out of their hands. And at that point, the distributors decide how and when and who gets what. And then the stores that get them, if they're, you know, depending on how they work it out with their distributor, once they get it in their store, then it's a free-for-all. Then that's when you see the bottles on the shelf for $900 because the store goes, oh, we only got one bottle. Let's put up for $900 because they th they're banking that someone's going to buy it because it's so sought after. It's the same thing. The manufacturer, like you said, they have good intentions. They're making their product, you know, they want people to have it. But once it leaves them, and it goes to the distributors and the retailers, that's it. There's not much they can do. Now, you can do what Kentucky Owl did. Kentucky Owl, they raised the prices on their bottles of, like, confiscated and all that to, to the secondary price, and you saw the secondary come down off of that. Yeah. Go that route, too. And just be like, all right, well, if you're going you're gonna to flip them and you're going to, you know, and all, all right, we'll just raise the price out of the gate, and then no one's going to want to flip it. And sure enough, now you can find Kentucky Owl more than, you know, some of the other brands on the shelf. So it's very, very similar. And you, we see it with stuff that's already on the, on the shelf. You're going to see it with stuff like this. It's just the way, the, it's just the way it works. So, I, Coop, when you said that, I, I wanted to add on to that because mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not on Carly. When you see these rare pinks and they're like $500. Well, it's not. And that's why I want to be very clear on that. nothing to yeah. do with them. They, they, you know, they, you know, I, you know, when it comes to Opus X, you know, they only release so much, right? Yep. So and they know it's a limited product. And they want it to be a limited. It's a special product for them to release. But there's an MSRP on Opus X. A lot of Opus X MSRP is way lower than what you realize. It's the retailers who get it who lift the price on it. And that's just the way it yeah. works. Some And yeah. some shops are better than others. And that's really all it comes down to. Very true. We, we were talking about PCA exclusives. That's how we got on that. I know. Sorry. We, we went off on a tangent. But it, you know what? It's good information. No. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good it's information. Very good information. Sorry. The comments just got through. I, I can't share all of them now. I, I'm, I'm, I got to keep moving forward. Um, Matt, I mean, Alan Rubin's looking forward to PCA. I'm a shock. Three thing, oh, I'll share that one right here. The three things I am most looking forward to about PCA is the following. One, Coop complaining about the lack of quality airplane selfies. Two, Matt complaining about influence getting in the way. Three, Aaron saying nothing excited him. That's like that's almost like a bad cards against humanity card. <laughs> oh, and there will be bad airport. This this is you know there will be bad airport selfies. I will um, still I take mean, one on you, my you, way. But did you see Abe? Did you you did a good one? You're your present company. Did you see Abe went through the whole airport selfie thing when he was going to Jordan? Does he Abe backed it up with some great photos and great trip stuff from Jordan, right? Yeah, but Abe's not a bum. But but I was saying, these people who go to the trade show, I swear the cigar industry, for 
did they not go on planes as a kid that they have to say, oh, look, I'm on a plane? It's like I have, they have to show off they're on a plane. I, I, I don't know what else it is. Do you like Tom Segura, the comedian? Have you ever seen Tom Segura? Yeah. He does He's a okay. joke, one of his stand-ups. And uh, Nicole and I are actually going to see him. And But he does one of the jokes in one of his specials where he talks about uh, like people that he hates. And he was like, yeah, and what about <laughs> what about grown men who board 6 a.m. flights who've never seen a cloud before? And he goes, there's an unwritten rule that on a 6 a.m. flight, hey, we're going to keep the shades closed so it's nice and dark along the journey so we can yeah. sleep. It's like the same thing. It's always like the people who are like, oh, my God, look at me on the plane. You know, like Terrence Riley, like I love Terrence Riley, but it's like he it's like he gave up last year. It's like this is the USB port on the seat and in seventeen C and it's like how the fuck does that qualify? <laughs> but the best ones, Matt, you see the people on the plane and they're miserable. Oh. Right, on the plane. And and it's clear they're miserable, but they have to get the picture that they're on the plane because they gotta tell someone they're taking an airplane ride. Like it, it, it's 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 <laughs> and 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 and, I, and look, I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, they're trying to show the experience." If you're taking a, a, a airport selfies, then I would expect that you're gonna, when you get to your destination, there's gonna be better pictures than yeah. a, you on a plane, and that's what we don't see. And then cigar people, same thing. I would expect you go to cigar stores, right, and take pictures. You know what cigar people told me why they don't do it? They don't want to upset the other people in town. I said, you're taking a picture of what city you're going to on the plane, and now you're telling me you don't want to upset someone that you didn't go to that store. It, only in the cigar industry you hear, like, that convoluted logic. So, so uh, yeah, know. this year, uh, I'm at, we, Cigar Coop is doing something a little different than uh, airplane selfies. What so are you guys doing? a little different spin uh, on it. Are you not announcing that yet? Uh, it will involve magnets. That we've had a series of magnets, and you may have already seen some of these magnets appear, but I have not announced the details of it yet because I haven't flushed. The, and the only reason I haven't announced the details magnet? of it, no, they're not cigar coupe magnets. I'll say that. Oh. Um, the only reason I have, I'm not announcing it is I don't have the I don't have the, I don't have the concept voiced out yet. <laughs> so, okay, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, there's no so if I don't come up with a concept, it may not be, but probably magnets will be involved this year. Magnets. Yeah. This is. Yep. And if you saw my trip to Florida, I had a couple of those magnets floating around. I was putting them around in places in Florida. So a little different spin this year. We we'll, I always there's always a little fun thing we do with Cigar Coop out at the trade show, okay? So last year it was the whole airport airplane thing, right? Do you know what it was in 2019? Do you remember I, people may remember this. This was before your time. It was the whole Cigar Dave tracker. Mitchell to be fair, he, he had to go to a different location uh, because there was a, someone else in that store who cries even more when John doesn't go there. So uh, that's why he probably didn't end up in Salem. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so 2019 was the Cigar Dave Tracker. Mm. We kept – yeah, Bear and I kept showing up in the same booth as Cigar Dave. So we set an over-under. Oh, okay. Uh, one day, and then, and then Dave found out about it and hunted me down on the trade show floor. And we actually had a great conversation. It was kind of funny. So there's always a little fun thing I try to do at the trade show to go along with our coverage just to kind of keep it light. So if the magnet thing works, it will involve magnets this year. You know, it's like even when he's not here, everyone's talking about John Carney. There John Carney is a good man, though. 
he is. He's yeah. I, we had him on KMA last week. It was good catch. I hadn't caught up with him in a while. He uh, he stopped by the house. We had we had some. I uh, I have to. I, I know. I know you guys did a show Thursday, and um, I took my nap before my show, so I still have to catch up on it this weekend. Right, because the elderly have to nap in the afternoon. Yeah. It, well, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know, here's what I'll say, Matt. You'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I have to enjoy You'll my get time there. now because it's my turn for those now, but then it'll be my uh, turn uh, to take them later. I know. Yeah. Famous line from Rocky Balboa. You'll get there. You'll get there. Hey, hey, I took a two-and-a-half-hour nap today, Jay Davis. Well, Jay, I mean, you know, you're getting up there, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're not you're not taking like six hour naps like Jose Blanco, but when you get to be Jose Blanco's age, <laughs> oh wow, that's our oh. Jose Blanco aging joke of the night. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> I spoke to Jose today. He's like in he was like in Oslo and Copenhagen. Now he's in Brussels, so he's like, and I and I gotta be honest, I'm I'm, I'm saying this because if I was look, he is older than me, right? I'll just kind of leave that. God bless him. God bless him that he's able to do that level of travel. Um, How old is he? Seventy. He's about seventy-two, I think. Seventy-two, seventy-three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's seventy-two. And, and he, I, I'm not saying he's not ashamed of his age, actually. So. I will be disappointed in Coop if he does not go to Peter Luger's that is opening at Caesars. I'm not going to Peter Luger's. <laughs> Why? I, I, I go to one in Brooklyn. Why would I go to one in Vegas? Yeah, I'm not going to Peter Luger's. I wonder if Carney will uh, if, if I'll, I'll be disappointed if Alan Rubin goes to Vegas and doesn't get a $40 waffle. <laughs> Ooh. He did. <laughs> you hear you that, Alan? Sean's dollars for a waffle. <laughs> well, hey, anything waffle can happen waffle. in Las Vegas. You know, you know last $40, year. They had big $40 for a waffle. <laughs> you know, last year, you know, it was a big year for us. You know, it was our first full trade show. Um you know, we we made our PCA official PCA debut last year, and it was great. Uh, we also got engaged at the show last year. Nicole and I got engaged, which was yes, very special, very awesome. Congratulations, beautiful thing. I know. Yeah, you went through two tries of it, but <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I got it right. This you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> so you know, a lot of people want to know like how we're going to top the trade show this year, and I don't know. I guess you're just going to have to you're going to have to keep tabs and follow along. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Dude, you just <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um <laughs> let me see. So the back to the PCA trade show. Um <laughs> you know, I'm really excited. I feel like this year it's gonna be I mean Lahe was busy. It was busy, you know, TPE was busy and that's kind of a different type of yeah cigar trade show. But I, I anticipate this one being even busier. Um so we're really excited about this. Th- there's a lot of ground to cover. Last time I checked, um, let me see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't comment on any of that at this time. Um, I, that's. I don't know. I, just, I don't know what's gonna happen there. So we're just gonna have to keep on moving. Um, so anyway, um, the. Um, you know, I mentioned the big board early. You have the big board. Right. Um, last time I checked on the PCA's website for the floor plan, uh, with everyone's going, there was a few people I still hadn't seen yet that I was surprised. One of them was Room One Hundred One, but I think Matt uh, said he was going. He is on there. 
it was he, recently He's on there added. now? Oh, okay. I believe he's on there now. I, yeah, he's gone, but he is on. He wasn't on there, but he is on there now. And it's funny, Matt's actually at the Sands Expo Center right now uh, because he is at JCK, which is the trade show, the, the big trade show for the jewelry industry, which, by the way, his website has been down for like three days. Someone's going to get on that. I'm calling him out right here. Someone tell Matt Booth, like, hey, can you get your website fixed? Is is Room 101 Brands website? Because uh-huh. I want to do I want to do some shopping on there, and it was down. What the hell? Oh, come on, Matt. I know. Seriously. You know, I had a conversation with him recently about a couple other things. First of all, I told him I said you still owe Coop photos for 13th anniversary, and there was yeah, a couple other things he, I busted. Matt his did balls go on vacation, on. so I gave him a little break on it. But yes, he does owe me him. And, and I busted as well a couple other things, and he was like, "Dude, I'm just a mess." I'm like, "You know what, dude? The problem is you're getting you're getting too famous now, and you're getting too big, and you and like you need to like you need to hire like someone to like get your shit in order. Like now your website's <laughs> down for like three days. Like, come on, man, you're losing business." Yeah, I don't know. Matt Booth is fifteen oh four. Is his booth? So yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, they did. I knew it was just recently added. Yeah. I wonder if he'll have a sex swing at the booth this year. They were trying to have it last you year. They lost encourage him. <laughs> You're gonna encourage him. Why? He needs to sell cigars. He needs to sell cigars. He, I know I he does, it. but I he's I not gonna sell. He's I need sell content to film. To... I need content. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a different story. Okay. No, that's, that's my marketing. He's not gonna help Matt sell one more cigar. I'm gonna be completely honest. If he brings no, but... if he brings the video games back, maybe. It's true. Although I did speak to one you, retailer. You, you didn't sell the video games, did you? I saw the video games. Okay. They were there last year? Yeah, they were there. Okay, I didn't remember them later last year. But that's been a staple to Matt Booth's uh, booth is, is the video game cabinets. Oh, yeah. He didn't have game cabinets. He had, like, a TV, and then there was, like, a PS3 on the floor. Okay, that's different. He used to have video game cabinets, but I think they would. the problem is the weight of bringing them in were too expensive. So that's probably why he had to change that. Like a Pac-Man thing? Is that, like is a, like a, like yeah, that? like an upright video. Yeah. He, had, he, had, he had the upright ones and the tabletop ones as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. But I guarantee I, – I think he told me the issue was they charged him by the pound to bring those in. Really? So, yeah. That's interesting. Economically, it probably didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing that we saw last year is the people who went, even the big brands or the, or the people who are known for having big booths, much smaller booths last year. Now, do we – now, and we know why. We know why. Do we see people go back to big booths, or do we th- see them go, mm, well, we made it work with a small booth last year. Why don't we stick with it? Because the trade show floor was much smaller last year also because of that, too. The people who did go had smaller space. Take the people who weren't there out of the out of the equation. It was even smaller because of that. So now do we do we see bigger booths from those people who downsized for last year? Or do you think that they were like, you know what, maybe this will work and we shouldn't keep spending money on big booths? Yeah, the big story, it was a big story last year coming out of the trade show was what I call the economy of scale. Yep. And a lot of people scaled back their booths. Like, for example, Perdomo scaled back the booths. And I think Perdomo's probably going to stick with that going forward. You know, um, yeah, we'll miss the old big booths by Nick for sure, but, you know, uh, he did. It was profitable for him to do that. I think you'll see a couple of other companies do some upgrades on the booths this year. Like I think Pete's going to upgrade his booths a little. I don't think this is going to be at the booths he used to have. I'm hoping Ashton upgrades their booths. That was like 
Ashton's booth was like not a booth at all. I, I, it's space I'm with tables. Remember if Andy said they were gonna have a bigger booth again. Andy Green. Yeah. Great guy. I like Andy a lot. Love Andy. He's awesome. Yeah, we we interviewed him at the trade show last year. He's great. He was. I know he was on Smoking Tobacco too, and he did very yep. well on that. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. I'm trying to remember if he said they were going to have a bigger booth again this year. They 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 really needed it. And look, a product like Ashton used to have a very fancy booth, but a product like Ashton does display very well. And you know, I think the ones the the La Passions that came out this year, there was something missing not having a cabinet with those things in there. I think I think really. Could have, I think it really kind of, I don't want to say hurt, but it was, it was something missing. I'm glad Jay remembers what goes on on my shows better than I do. Yes, and he said you. in your show that it would be closer to their classic booth this year. Yeah, I couldn't remember. That's good. They, they've always had a, they've always had a very nice booth, um, Ashton. Yeah, you know, last year we saw Padron had the full-size booth. That's um, the same booth they've had forever. Yep. So they had that. Fuente's booth was all new. Fuente's booth was all new, though. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have that. That like that Tampa theme going with the that they've had in years past. They had a very. I, I thought Fuente had the booth of the show last year. Yeah, I think what they did. I mean, there were a lot of great booths. Don't get me wrong. I know the J.C. Newman one, the cardboard. The only reason why I probably get, I would probably give it to Fuente over the Newman one. The cardboard booth was done before already once, so it wasn't a new concept. Mm-hmm. Um. Espinosa did it a few years ago, but the way Fuente had that, just every detail you could see was in terms of where product was positioned and the color schemes and everything. It, you could tell there was a lot of thought put into it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Fuente yeah. is, is one of the brands that, you know, they, they do everything yeah. to the T. Uh, they put a lot of detail, a lot of effort, a lot of time. Yes, they do. They really do. Every little detail. Um, yeah. As does even Perdomo. Now, let's talk about Perdomo cigars for a minute. Perdomo is on schedule, although we, I, we've, and I think you have too, have been hearing some rumors that even though we are due for thirtieth anniversary, it may not make it to the show this year. I think Nick said that. Um, I think it's packaging that's holding it up right now. So it's it's and still it's still like kind of fifty fifty. It's not no, but it's not yes. I, I think they're I think they're you know they're not promising it. I think it's the smartest move. Don't promise it. And yep. You know, they always say uh, over, you know, you don't want to under deliver and over promise. So um, we Nick's been very open. There's a 30th project coming out and I'm, I'm sure that it will come out um, when it when You know, again, when Nick releases a project, think about it. He doesn't do it half ass. Right. The packaging's done. The cigars are ready. And, and it's, it's, it's got to be turnkey ready to go with him. Right? Oh, yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, I know like we just had Nick on the show a few weeks ago and, and he was very noncommittal on it. I mean. Acknowledging it is coming out, but Showtime maybe another story, and they'll he'll do it on his schedule. I know that. Now, uh, when it comes to thirtieth anniversary, has has Nick said anything about any further details on it other than its existence or acknowledging its he's, existence? He's got some tobaccos he's been growing um, on the uh, the Finca Natalie um, that I know is some some shade grown stuff that. He's going to be using in the blend that's okay. Uh, he's pretty proud of. He gave us some burritos of that when I was down there two years ago. So that's pretty much all he's mentioned. I do know it's going to have some spectacular packaging, is the other thing. But as far as the cigars, they mean more than his regular stuff. Um, I can't say more or less other than it's going to be you know really good. 
which uh, you, you know, know they have some very good tobacco. I know you know something. I can tell. I don't. I don't know something. Uh, the only thing okay. I know is that, that that tobacco from the farm, the Fink and Natalie farm. That's the one thing I could tell you that's being used on there, and it's really good. That shade grown tobacco he's working with. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm excited. You well, know, Perdomo never I, I know as much as you do on this. Yeah. Yeah, they they never disappoint. No, I thought I, you made a face. I thought maybe you knew somebody. I, maybe I was wrong. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I was looking at the screen. Uh, Jay Davis, no. question for William Cooper: Who wins the for best overall packaging, Perdomo or Fuente? I give Nick a slight edge. You know, that's a tricky I one. I do too, and there's a reason. There's a reason why I do. Yeah. But I agree. Even though it it is it is kind of a tricky one, but I but I do agree. And Coop, I'll let you because he asked you. I'll let you give the answer on that one. Some of Fuente's packaging is very confusing. Yeah, with the ribbons, that's the reason why. Um, and with Nick's, it's not confusing. I mean, when you look at if you're if you want to look at all of Fuente, take out the Prometheus stuff because that's 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 something different. That's Talk about just story, the stuff yeah. that, that's under the Arturo Fuente label. Yeah. Some of the Opus stuff, crazy cool. And then you have the classic stuff, which is cool. It's like old school Cuban, the box, mm -hmm. the paper mache style. You know, it's got the cover. Cool. And you have some other stuff that's real basic wood. And then you have the ribbons. And then you have some, It's nice. Fuente does a great job. But there's a lot of different things going on across the board. Whereas when you look at Perdomo... Once you know it, you'll understand it. Right. Yeah. Perdomo is very universal all around. Like, it doesn't matter what line or blend it is. It's kind of like the same thing, and it's in full detail all the way around. You know what I mean? Whether it's yeah. 10th anniversary, 20th anniversary, Habano, the the, the Habano, um, the barrel-aged line, uh, whether it's... Um, that twelve year age, you know, it, it's all like it's different lines, but it all has that same level of uniformity and theme, and and the right points are there. Maybe it's a different name, different design, but the same aspects of the designs all have the same flow. It's all very uniform, which I know is is done very specifically. That's the way Nick wants it, because you know, and Nick will tell you this, when all of his boxes are on the shelf. You know, when they're on display, they're displayed the way he wants them, you know, in order, organized, with the shelf talkers open. It all it doesn't matter what the cigar blend or the line it is. They all look the same, and it's very uniform. They're very slightly differentiated, so you know what cigar you have, but it's all very uniform together. And, there's, and that's the way that he wants it, and I have to give it to him. It's a very good model that he has. Yeah. So, interesting question, Jay. Yeah. Um. But you want to like? I still love that Opus 20th anniversary package. It's one of my favorites. Oh yeah, I mean, you look at Opus 20th, uh, Forbidden 13, the yep. Oro Escuros, uh, like Angel Share. It's got that nice red box. Um, you know, it, it, yeah. I mean, they have they have nice packaging. I mean, the, like yeah, the 20th. Yeah, they do. They do. That's a nice said, box. Yep. I don't think oh, I know yeah. anyone's ever thrown one away. Normally, people finish it and they're like, I don't know what to do. They just keep it. It's too nice <laughs> to throw away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, but it, it, you know it again, and, and and they're not the only brands who who do those things with their packaging. And Perdomo's not the only one who packages that way. He's one of the few, but um, you know, I, I guess you could argue, you know, Padron 
is very uniform too. Not as not the same kind of detail that Perdomo has, but at the same time they 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 kind of stick to that whole theme across the board, where it's all very similar. It's very uniform. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. The cigar is good. By the way, I, I don't know. We didn't talk about this. I'm smoking the Nova Congress. Mm. It's a great cigar. Coop, what are you smoking? I mean, we didn't even, we didn't talk about this. Well, we didn't do a Padron 50th uh, anniversary. Padron 50th Family Reserve Maduro. Excuse me. Oh, Padron. Nice. I went Padron tonight. Yep. Oh. It's a good cigar. No Padron. Padron I had, you job. know, I saw the Padron sitting there, and I'm like, I'm just gonna grab it. You just gotta Maybe go. go a yeah, gotta go for it. Yep. Worst packaging, drum roll, Padron hands down. Yeah. So again, like I was saying, and not the same detail like Perdomo. However, I will say their packaging is also very uniform, so it's all the same. Um, Congress is no, like a thirty-six dollars cigar. The worst, the worst, cigar, the worst packaging. No, the, the worst packaging is is anyone who uses a mazo. A what? <laughs> a mazo paper bundle. Oh, a paper bundle. Crabbles, you, you win the worst packaging award. Oh God, here we go. Again. Cigars are not designed to be covered in paper bundles <sighs> to be put on display in stores. I feel like this topic comes up. Every show, no matter what we talk about, somehow and it, the paper so, bundle comes up. Because I'm so freaking passionate about like pop cigar boxes that it just disgusts me when I see these paper bundles. I love cigar box cigar boxes. To me, are are artistic and they're they they just they have a charm to them. Some I get are simpler than others. There's nothing about a paper bundle that romanticizes me about the cigar. So, Coop, I don't, I don't have plans to ever make a cigar. Right. Um, you know, it's just not It's not something I really care it's about. Not, I don't have a plan. It would be maybe one scenario where I'd do it, but but no, no plans either. Right. So I, I, it's not something I, I want to do or try to do. And, you know, people have asked, are you going to make your own cigar? I'm like, I, I, that, that, no, that's not what I do. I, I, that's right. not where my focus is. Right. However, having said that, I just want to put it on record. For whatever reason, if the stars aligned and in some way, shape, or form, my life dramatically changes and somehow I'm going to come out with my own cigar. Okay. Um, I'm going to make sure that they are all boxed. But when you, you can get do Cello. Your, I'm okay with Cello, by the way. But, but when you get yours, I'm going to say no. You make three of those in a craft paper bundle and you send them to William Cooper. Don't give him a box. Wrap them in a mazo and give them to William Cooper. Everyone else gets a box. Only just just to piss you off. <laughs> and it will piss me off. You will absolutely and he'll go, get out. He'll go, you know, everyone got a box, but when I got mine, they were in paper bundles. And I didn't like that. <laughs> give me a solo bundle. I'm okay with a solo bundle, by the way. I'm okay with solo bundles. Yeah, if I know. If I ever do a cigar, there'll be two promises. One is it won't be in a paper bundle. Oh, we know that. Two, it won't be a single store release. I know that too. I will not do a single store release. I may do a limited store release, and I have no plans of doing one. Just seeing us on it, but but I am not gonna go because if I do one thing, first of all, you know I'm, I'm not high on single store release. But second, imagine if I did it to one store, how many people would be pissed off at me? So that's why I would never do a single store release. I would name it the Gabe Kapler blend. I would wrap it in brown paper, and I would put um, 
manager of the year edition. You and seen how you seen his record this year? I'm not just just I'm just I don't. It's not about that. I'm just talking about my ideas. We're only two games behind. I would do. I would make that cigar, and I would put every theme I could that you don't like, and I would challenge you to smoke the cigar and give me less than a ninety. And if you give me less than ninety, I'm gonna say you're just being a dick. Easy. I mean, what? what I mean, I, I'm, well, it's against me because three quarters of the cigars coming out today can't score a ninety. So, uh, I don't know. It, for me, you know what? I'll come up with a cigar that's called. I'll just name it. This cigar, uh, the cigar to piss off William Cooper, and I'll wrap it in paper and I'll send it to you. No bands either. Just brown paper. It'll say, "This is to piss off William Cooper." <laughs> Game Capital Edition. <laughs> that somehow. Gabe and you'll smoke it, and you'll be like, I, 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 I want to be mad at him, but the cigar is pretty damn good. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I, I want to hate this, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, the fun, the fun I could have. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, I look forward to seeing nice cigar boxes at the PCA, not paper bundles. Yeah, no, and and there are. There's a lot of nice yeah, packaging yeah. on display. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that, that attend the show, a lot of smaller companies that, you know, even the ones that maybe we don't talk about, not because we don't care, they're not good enough, but, you know, there, there's just so many names. Yeah. It's hard to just have them all at the front of your mind uh, all the time. But there are. And you walk the trade show floor, and there's so many booths, there's so many companies, and they all have their stuff on display. And there's some really nice displays out there. Um you know, I, I I think it was was it German Engineered Cigars, a brand that we don't really talk about. You probably won't hear a lot about, at least right now. They're a newer brand, but I think it was them. I remember walking by their booth and being like, "Wow, that's a small little company," but like their presentation is so nice. Like it really, really, and and it's true. There are really, as much as we talk about the the, the manufacturers and people who maybe do things that they're not so pleasant there's a lot of people out there who don't get a lot of airtime but they have a really nice presentation and they do put a lot of they, effort in and you know like this stuff yeah yeah that's true and yeah. the, and, and the cigar is not always about the packaging even though yeah sometimes people buy based off of the packaging and we're all guilty of doing it you know i, I don't know if you saw i had carney blind smoke a cigar the other night on the show yep um Good. And we talked about, you know, like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, buying by the band is influenced by Adam Blind Smoke, but it's true. Sometimes, you know, there is awesome packaging. The cigar is not that great. Um, you know, I mean, look at Nova. Nova's got some great cigars. And you look at their bands and their packaging. Really colorful, vibrant, detailed, elegant. Great presentation. Great presentation that they have. Yeah, The only they thing do. I don't like, sorry, the only thing I want to say is the only thing I don't like from them while it looks good, I wish they went with standard boxes for all of their lines. Because some of their stuff they do in like a like a like a cardboard box bundle. And the box is really beautiful. By the way, I'm okay with those, just so you know. I know. I know. And and, and it's not bad. They're, it's not, it, you it can looks, see work and duty duty nice. free things. I get why they there is yeah. Yeah. But I also it's like it's nice, but Part of me is like, I want to see a box, though. But otherwise, they're good. They are. They they, they are. Um, you know, we talk about German-engineered cigars. 
um, and they're nice guys, right? And, and like I said, their cigars are 14 were a little bit of a miss for me. But they have, I think, been making a lot of effort to try to improve their blends. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, you know, they share information with me, so I, I look forward to that. You know, I know they they were working with Claudio Suarez for a while on some blends. He used to be with Mombacho, so um, you know, good for them. Good for them. They're trying to better their product, and I wish them all the luck on that. There's another small brand that has been around for a couple years now, and I and I see them. In conversations I have with other media guys and bloggers and stuff, I'm hearing more about them. And it's Drunk Chicken Cigars. That's a brand that I've heard mixed reviews about. I haven't had the cigars yet myself. Yes. Some people say they're good. Some people don't say they're good. I haven't had them, so I can't tell you how I thought. But I will tell you I'm hearing more and more about them. Uh, They are coming to the trade show. They sent out some emails already. They've been trying to get in touch with people. They're trying to make some effort there. I they are. And, and we went to go. see them last year. Great folks, by the way. Yeah. Great folks. Uh, do they have the product yet? I only smoke one cigar it is. So it's unfair for me to judge the whole company on one cigar. Mm-hmm. Whether Where? it's positive or negative, you know what I mean? So. Do you remember which um, one you had? Uh, no. Was it that mother If you told me the name of it, I'd remember it. it oh, mother? the mother clucker. The mother clucker. That's the only one that I know of. I know they have others, yeah. but that 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 yeah. name stuck with me because it was kind of funny. Yeah, but... they did give me because they. I remember they asked me what I wanted to smoke, and I picked the mother clucker. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you just can't judge a company on one cigar. But what no. I can judge people behind the company, and they're good folks, and uh, you know, they're folks you want to get behind. You know, certainly you want to see them do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Sorry, I, I mean, if I judge the person on their cigar, uh, Justin Andrews would be getting killed by everybody. <laughs> no, just kidding, Justin. Oh, wow. Shots fired from Coop. Once oh, yo, Justin's, the, uh, Justin's the official whipping boy of the cigar industry. So I thought Alan Rubin boy. was. Or he's that's just your whipping industry. boy. He's not in the cigar industry. <laughs> Is yeah. he? Right, he's not in the cigar industry right now. I don't so. know. He's not, he's not here right now, but I'm sure he'll, he'll pop out and defend himself. Uh, if he is here, uh, but th- that's between you and him. I, I, I don't don't drag me into it. I'm, I'm oh, don't do, you dragged him into the room? I mean, or someone dragged him in. I didn't. He he started watching. I didn't do anything. He he he's a, he's a follower of the show. He, he likes. He's a good. He's a good. You know, audience member. You know, I I you know I accept everyone who watches and supports the show. And and he he, he does support our shows. I do appreciate that. Yes, and I appreciate that. So he's always yes, welcome yeah. to watch the show. Whatever goes on yeah. between you and him, that's between you and him. Don't that has nothing to do yeah. with me. <laughs> uh, he is just evaporating. No, he's a good, a good guy. By the way, scoring update, Tampa Bay won, Rangers nothing in the third period. So it could be the end of the season for the Rangers right now. Uh, yeah, maybe. Whoever yep. it is, they still got to go play Colorado. Yep. That'll be, that'll be an interesting series. Yep, yep, for sure. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um. There was a couple of other non-PCA related topics that we could mm-hmm. talk about that maybe maybe can tie into PCA's show. Um, mm-hmm. First one being, Carney and I were talking. So news earlier this week came of Illusion. Is it Illusion in Altadis? Uh, Illusion and General. Or in General. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing a collaboration project. And we were talking about it and it was... You know, well, is it a true collaboration? You know, sometimes, you know, we, we, we've had this conversation off off the air before. You know, there's collaborations, right? And not every collaboration is really the same or truly a collaboration. 
you know, we had this conversation with Juan Lopez at Gurkha, and he came on, and I asked him point blank, live, hey, you know, Gurkha has had a little bit of a negative reputation for a little while. It's no secret. You know, people, you go on social media, you see people like, oh, Gurkha's bad. You know, how are you coming? And it's like, well, the biggest part of that was them allowing their name to be used by certain groups to make a cigar with their name on it. And the cigars they were using were trash. and But it had a Gurkha band on it. Uh, but Gurkha had no control over that cigar. They licensed the name out. And that happens all the time, whether people know it or not. Um, and Carney and I got to talking about it. He's like, you know, it would be interesting to talk about that on the show, you know, when it comes to, like, some of these collaborations that go out. Um, mm-hmm. And, Coop, I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is how many of these are true collaborations and how many of these are, I'll give you 50 grand to put your name on a cigar that you're never going to touch or see, and it, but it's going to say your name on it. Yeah. So let me, let me – because I do know about this particular project, the Illusione project, right? And I do know Justin extremely well. Jay, okay? no, Nicole hasn't tried that yet. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So, so Justin, he's been around a long time. Um, he's a friend of mine, I would say. But, but you know, Justin's the kind of guy I know for a fact when he works with AJ Fernandez. He, I've been told from people who are very close to AJ, Justin's in AJ's inner circle. Like, AJ has a lot of respect for him, right? Um, I know when Justin's worked on some projects with Espinosa, he's literally the guy. They sit down at a table and they're sorting through tobaccos, like by you know they're they're literally going that. So I have no reason to believe he didn't do that with Dion. That's my definition of of, of a collaboration is exactly what that scenario is. You are sitting in a room at a table, you are going through the tobaccos together, you are trying this out together. It's not that you're off in two separate cities testing buns out or it's not that hey instead of working with factory a which i've worked with for 10 years i'm gonna go work with factory b and we're gonna and, oh factory b happens to have a brand and we're gonna call it a collaboration that's not a collaboration that there that is no way and is the scenario i just talked about about this idea of sitting at the table kind of things very few of them have happened i'd say it's less than less than 10 percent of them yeah, you know, uh, so, I don't. Can I say this? I think I can say this. Um, John told me that someone had approached them to do something like that, and they shot it down. They're like, no. About you, you know, when Lido did the remember when Lido did a collaboration with Royal Agio. He sat down with Boris. From what I understand, they sat down with Boris Winterman's, and they they literally worked on this face to face for a time. I think it was someone who just wanted to. They were they were, they tried to offer the money to use the LFD name on something that they didn't they weren't going to touch, and it right. Out. And I was like, why do you, why do you go to a company like LFD, who's very vertically integrated? They grow tobacco, they age tobacco, they roll the tobacco. They do they do all of that. And you, you're just gonna license the name, like, and then they're not even gonna touch the cigar. It's like, why? I mean, I, I and you know what? And I get why some people would say, well, it, but it's like, of course they're not, they're gonna say no. You know, they they're not gonna do right. that. Right. It, no, it, it, and it, you know, a lot of these are completely. Like, I've seen some collaborations come out the last couple of years, and I know they're all BS because no one's been down at the factories. 
Like oh, no yeah. one's been traveling. How and you you worked on this collaboration. Um you know, there's some there's some debate is the Fuente Padrone one a collaboration or not? It's a unique project, don't get me wrong. But is it what I just said? Did did Carlito and George Padron sit down and do this together? It sounds like no, they went off and each blended a cigar together. Do you take anything away should in this case? I was under the impression with that just project. Move a wire, but I'm here, so. No, no worries. I was under yep. the impression that with that project, it, it wasn't supposed to be a, like a, a. No, it. I don't think it was ever positioned. It was supposed like to be that. like we're gonna make one for you and you make one for us, but it wasn't supposed to be like we're gonna do it together. So I don't. Right, know if that but would I really think, but that, but yeah, count. and they shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. They shouldn't be. Ding- it's this is not one of these projects where, oh, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, hey, we're just gonna do something. And put put a slap of name on it. There was some thought put into this. Okay, Carlito is blending a cigar that Jose Orlando Padron would like, and vice versa. So there's some real thought, and I think conceptually they got together and they came up with a concept. Jay Davis mean? conceptually it's a collaboration. I think in this Jay case. Davis said not a collaboration. It's an inspirational and homage project. Yeah. I, I think it's more like like Jay. It's more of it's a, a joint project. It's, it's like it's a, a tribute. Joint project. It's a tribute project that they are working on together because they're doing it, you know, for each other. Yeah. But it's more of like a tribute project. Right. I, I wouldn't call it like a like a true collaboration. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I would remove that from the category. That's a that's a and that's a very special, unique. Yeah, that's what thing. I'm saying. I think that I, that's. You know, I'm not you. You and I talking about certain cases where, like, hey, we did this at your factory. Can can we slap your your brand name on it and call it a collaboration? That's the stuff we're pointing out here. Is this that's the kind of the 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 poppycock, if you want to call it, you know, know, garbage. That that's the stuff we're saying. That's complete nonsense. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, and there's a lot of it out there too. Um, and I just I figured I'd bring it up because it's you know we do see sorts of different projects around and it is interesting so um, you know and I and I wanted to get your take on it too I knew that you would have you know something to say um, other than that that was really it that's all I wanted to kind of cover with that we can maybe touch on that again in the future yeah um, but the other thing I wanted to get to was uh, actually I think you had it was something that you had that you you sent to me earlier today I think yeah um. This this is a topic I heard. Um, I heard this on Cigar Authority recently. Okay. And um, it was actually a very interesting topic. And you know, it was you know, whenever I hear cigar media, you know, I immediately perk up. Like when a when a broadcast is going to talk about cigar media, right? Because I'm in the media business, right? So I love it when we're talking about the business we're in, right? Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that I hear nobody wants to hear about it, numbers tell me otherwise, right? But Dave was kind of not – there was a few facets to this conversation. And he was kind of getting into the notion that there's no such thing as a cigar media. Okay. Because that media is completely subjective – Media is not completely objective. Like they're more subjective, and the actual, like the true definition of media is the objectivity, right? Um, 
So he kind of felt it was like it's a bad word to use, per se. It wasn't the right word to use. Mm -hmm. um, it then triggered a secondary conversation that goes back with uh, one of the hosts, Barry, and I. We've debated this for over a decade, all right, about the term cigar blogger. And he likes the word cigar blogger. I can't stand the word cigar blogger because I think blogger is a very specific type of role, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I can talk about like that, what, what a blogger is. And you and I are not bloggers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We have a, a blogger. What? So a blog, a blog is, a ver is an agile form of journalism, mm -hmm. right? So the idea is uh, it's written. There's not a lot of structure. There's not a lot of processes behind it. It tends to be more personal, mm. right? Um, and you know, to say to say that bloggers go to the trade show now is completely like wrong, right? Because of um, like we're not like how many people actually blog about the trade show? How many people actually well, write about the trade show these days? Would you call like would you call Craig Vanderslice a blogger? Craig Vanderslice is a pure blogger. He, yes. Craig is like the true definition of a blogger. He's, he writes that agile, that's personal. He's very good at it, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I, I'm not a blogger. Uh, people, you know, people ask me. Right. We have a blog on Cigar Coop, but yeah. it's one component of it. Um, you know, people, well, people ask me, like, or people, like, they get the misconception. They're like, oh, well, you know, you. Oh, you, you you guys are you guys are a podcast, and I tell people no. I mean, I I have two podcasts under my brand, but right. I do a lot more than that. Um, it's it's multimedia. It's different forms. Yeah. I have podcasts yeah. and Call, shows we calling, do. We have online. We have news and articles yeah. we write and stuff like that. So, um, right. There's there's a, there's a whole bunch of things that we do. Right. Um. So yeah, you're right. It's it, it's not one specific thing. Right. But but Dave's Dave's Dave was kind of going on this notion is there's no such thing as cigar media, right? Because he was kind of again saying we're all subjective. But then okay. the answer is there's no such thing as media, right? Because every there's no such thing as a a 100% objective um person, right? You know, everyone's got some level of subjectivity. Some are more subjective than others, right? But there's everyone that's human nature can have it, right? Um so I mean, I don't know you, I don't know if there was a better word to call us, but if Barry was suggesting blogger is a better word than media, no. Uh, I think if I think the I think you know if you're taking the media definition literally, Dave's probably right, but I don't think media's definition is literal anymore. I think it's evolved. Um, and you know, here's the other thing I find, Matt, and this ties back to the trade show. Like I remember going to the trade show in 2012 and 2013, and and we were called. The damn bloggers. That was it. Those damn bloggers, right? What are yeah. they doing at the trade show? All they want is free samples. All they do is get in our way. Those damn bloggers, right? And then Hector Alfonso came up with a new word, and it caught on. He started calling people the collective cigar media. And that's the word that kind of took on and stuck. I mean, I get it. I understand, like, why someone might bring it up. Right. Or you know, Qual yeah. It, it, but it, but it's also hard to find. I mean, you have another definition. That was my question. Wait, Dave, I think with Dave, I understand. I like. I love the argument he was presenting, but you it, gotta have a good definition. one. What are we then? What are we then? Okay, it, it we're not bloggers. I can tell you that. It, it, it's a good point, 
but at the same time, it's like, well, but like, you know, what else are you gonna call it? You know what I mean? It, 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 right. It, I know it, what he's trying to say, but it's also like, well, but the reason why we use it is because like, nothing else. Yeah, there's nothing else. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, and and that's something that happens with word derivation over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also heard I mean, that it, Rangers just scored. Wow, Rangers getting a a, a golden opportunity. To get back in this series, we will be following that closely. Yep, it is one one. I've confirmed that. Wow, seven minutes to go. Tied yep. up. Yep. Um. Sorry, where were but, we? Oh yeah, well, no, we're talking yeah, about yeah, this, yeah, this whole yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I know we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I also here's the other thing I'm going to say, um, and this is where I do maybe disagree with Dave a little, and this is where I kind of get into it with some folks sometimes. People tune into you and I, hopefully because they like what we do. Mm-hmm. But people also tune into you and I because they want to hear our positions, and maybe they want to hear it because they want to agree with us. Or maybe they want to agree with, uh, hear our positions because they hate us. And that's okay in either way. But guess what? They're expecting us to take a position on something. Okay? They're not expecting us to sit back and basically be a PR arm for, for promoting the cigar industry. That's what influencers can do for you guys. We're not influencers, right? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's not our intention to be critical. It's not our intention to take anyone down, but sometimes. But if you're gonna, but if 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 BS is gonna be out there, and we we spread the BS, we look as uncredible as anybody else, and we can't be like that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I look. I the, the my 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 stance on it has been this, right? It's just I I in my history in in my time. I've learned it, it, I just I do what I do. I worry about what I do. I focus on what I do. Uh, I have there's other members of the cigar media such right. as yourself and a few others that I I work with or I collaborate with, like this show, um, or you know that I, you know, that I otherwise engage with, and we help each other out. And uh, for the most part, most of us get along and we, and we help each other in, in some kind of way, and and that works. But at the end of the day, I also focus on what I'm going to do, and I don't tend to worry. So if somebody wants to comment on like, well, what actually is this? I get it and it's valid and I'll give you my response. But when it comes to everyone else, it's like they do what they do and I do what I do. Right. And right. that's really all I can do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if we like, you know, it goes back uh, three years ago with me when I saw things very, very wrong with what was going on with the trade show. That was Cigar Con year. It was a bad year. It was a badly executed trade show, and I just couldn't sit back. What am I? I mean, and I loved. I'm, I'm, I'm supporters of the PCA. I'm a member of the PCA, and I, I was horrified what I saw three years ago. I mean, it was, it was, it was an embarrassment, and I, I'll say it even now, right? Um, I had to report what I saw. Now, I think they, at the same time, when they're doing a good job, and they have been doing a good job the last few years, they deserve a lot of credit for that, and they should be given the credit too. But but people wanted my opinion. CigarCon was a red-hot topic three years ago. People wanted my opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's 
And remember too, you've also you know people want your opinion. Sometimes you give your opinion, you get in hot, get yourself in hot water too. I have, I have, I've been there. I went my. We've all been there, and, and you know what? we're not doing our job if we didn't do that. And that's the other thing people. But, but it's not to be destru- I don't think our intent is to be destructive. And, and you look, I'm hearing Charlie get a lot of criticism for that article he wrote on the munchies, right? Yeah, guess uh, what? Yeah. Riz, Riz Day should be thanking him. No one gave a shit about that product for three days until he wrote that article, right? <laughs> so I mean, he should be thanking, he should be thanking him. And you know what? Charlie saw something he didn't like, and he brought it. To- to the attention of people, and good for him. I gave him credit on that. I um, I thought it was funny. Someone had commented on. So Half Wheel posted a review of the new Cerberus from Mechanoids of Leaf, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what they rated it. Did they rate it like eighty five, eighty six? Uh, it might even be a little higher than that. Might have been like eighty seven. Might have been like eighty seven or something. I don't know if you saw that. And someone had posted it in the Agonorsa group. And it was like, fuck Charlie Minato. He wouldn't yeah, know his good cigar yeah, we talked sat about on his face. And I'm like, yeah. I mean. Uh, there were comments that were in there that were beyond, they, they were horrifying, is what I'll just say. Yeah. Beyond, you want to criticize someone for not liking a score, that's fine. Don't attack someone personally on that. And I didn't like the way that Charlie was attacked on there. And I'm, I was very disappointed those comments weren't removed. You know, but but it is what it is. That's true too, I agree. Um, but at the same time, my my point was just being like, you know, look, like at the end of the day, you know, it, it's hard, you know, it, and it people got to be fair, and you know, the fact of the matter is, some some manufacturers put some stuff out, and not everyone likes it, and you know, if if you looked at if you looked at someone who does reviews and everything was a good review all the time. Wouldn't you question after a while, like, man, like everything gets a good review? It's like, yeah, that doesn't mean that there's a lot of good cigars. It means that person's not critical enough on their review. Uh, if, if a cigar gets a score that's lower than what you expect, th- there's a reason for it. Yeah. Especially he, someone he, like Charlie. I mean, he does this every day. Right. I mean, we look. We're not here to give every cigar a ninety. When we give a bad score. We have to be able to take the heat that comes with that. And if you can't take the heat that's going to come with that, then you, you got to get out of the kitchen, right? And, and here's the thing. Like manufacturers, and they get a low score, what's the first thing they do, Matt? They'll put up the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. We got this score. Thanks for, you know, we thanked them for reviewing it, but, you know, what do you guys think that we got? We gave this cigar in 86. And what do you do? You put it right up in your your you put it right up for your fans. Oh, that's bullshit. This is a 96. And 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 that's what they do. They turn it and they get all that affirmation back. They And every one of these guys do this at one point or another, I see. And it's like, you know, come on, really? They know exactly what they're doing with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, it happens all the time. Exactly what they're doing. It's a, it's, it's, it's totally premeditated. <laughs> like... And I and I get it too, and, you know. And, and and Dave Garofalo. Oh, those guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave Garofalo, it taught me this lesson, you know, very early on too. Is like, you know, one thing you have to remember, you know, is you know, you're gonna smoke cigars that are not gonna be good, or you're really not gonna like, or you're whatever. Otherwise, it's gonna be negative, right? But you have to still always be careful with what you say about it, because you know, at the end of the day, you know, these manufacturers they do put so much time and care and money into them 
it's someone's baby, you know, and so it, if you're going to give a cigar a negative review or if you're going to, you know, say you didn't like something, it, you, know, you you can't just tear it down, um, you know, and, and, and just, co- just come after it and make it a bloodbath. You know, it, it's you also have to keep in mind that when you smoke, a c- you smoke, you know, cigar A, you know, mm-hmm. you have a bad experience with it. You know, you got to take into consideration s- a couple of variables and you have to take into consideration that other people might taste that cigar and it might be the best cigar that they've ever had. And right. they're not going to feel the same way, and you know it. It's it, it is. It's very subjective, and it's very, you know, when you review a cigar, you know, it, you know, it, and that's why whenever I've had a cigar that I did not like, I won't really. In, in very few cases, I've done this because, and I and I've had reasons to back it up, but if I don't like something, I'll tell people, hey, I did not like this cigar. If there's very specific issues, I'll explain why. Like, oh, well, I just I thought the construction was bad, the roll was too tight. I won't ever ever I will never come out and say that cigar was just a piece of shit, and that that manufacturer should be ashamed of themselves. I'll never say that. I'll tell people why I did not like it. Right, uh, and, and I you think do. You, you, and I think it's you, fair to say that like you and Charlie and everyone else who does reviews, for the most part, that's what they try to strive to do on an, on a lesser right. review. It's like, well, it's low. But, you know, there was construction issues. It didn't burn right. It, it was too tight. And I had to keep relighting it and this and that. You know, we give solid reasons why we had a bad experience with that cigar. It's never just like, well, this cigar is a piece of shit. Agonorsa yeah. should be ashamed. It, that's not really the narrative. Yeah. I mean, I used to take the approach like a lot of people did early on. If the cigar wasn't good, you know what you do? You don't review it, right? You just hmm. – and, and you know what happens when you do that? First of all, you create scoreflation with the average scores on your site. But the second thing that happens is you're doing a disservice to people, again, who want your opinion, you know, who liked what you've done. But they, they deserve to, if you as much as you deserve, they deserve to hear what to recommend to them. They want to hear, like, they want to hear those cigars to avoid sometimes. Um, and th- what I tell people is read the review and usually make your own judgment on it. Like, for example, I'll tend to score a cigar that's very floral, a low score, right? But people who like will read my review and I and I say, hey, floral notes, this is like a big X mommy. But if you like floral notes, don't you know this may be a cigar you you should give it a, a try to is what I'm saying. Yeah, like for like and for me, what I do because I, I'm not publishing reviews right now. Uh huh. So one th- one thing that I've done, I mean, I know almost everybody in the business now, um, you know, and and I know them on a personal enough relationship where I can reach out to them whenever I need to. Um, I'll try something. I'll try it again. And if after yeah. at least the second time, if I don't like it, I'll actually just reach out to them and say, hey, just between me and you, I had a couple of these, and this was my problem with it. Just don't know if you've heard anything about that or maybe it was the batch I got. Um, you know, perfect. I'm not going to say right. what it was, but, like, you know, when Andy Green came on the show, I told him, I go, hey, you know, there's a there's a cigar that I, you know, a couple years ago, loved it, smoked a lot of them. And then, about a year ago, I had a couple from a couple different stores, and, like, they just didn't taste right. They were off, but they were from different boxes. I don't. And he was like, really? That's interesting. And I said, yeah. And I said, but I love that cigar. But then, you know, and He's like, hmm, that's good to know. Well, thank you for the feedback. And, and, I'll, and I'll do that and because that's just my way of trying to 
help and just send the feedback back without going online and you know trying to make it a thing and i don't review anyway but i'll be like hey you're not reviewing that's what i'm saying you're not reviewing yeah so i think if i did that some i think i'm disserving my my of the review the audience is tuning in for a review right that's and i'm not saying what you did was wrong i'm just saying we have a little bit of a different focus here and exactly yeah there's different things going on. So, like, me doing that is, well, I'm not cheating people out of a review. I don't do them. So, I'm just telling a friend in the industry, like, hey, yeah. like, I had your cigar, and it was a little wonky, but, like, you know, whatever. Like, I want to see it good, and, you know, I don't yeah. know if maybe this helps. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, one time I, I said something to someone about a cigar. I was like, hey, like, what happened with that? And they're like, you know something? I heard that from a couple of people. We're looking on it. We're checking the tobaccos, whatever. And I tried to get, I was like, oh, it just, you know, I had another one. It was, it was good. Oh, nice. Okay. You know, shit like that. And it happens. You know, that's just, you know, just common conversation, I guess, that happens. But that's just kind of yeah. how I handle that situation. It, 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 yeah, it, it definitely happens. It, it definitely happens for sure. Um, you know, I had, for example, I gave a cigar once, like, a really low score. And uh, I signed this. I, I, I it's happened twice. I've given a cigar like lowest score of the year, and, and that that company actually ended up becoming a sponsor. Um, it, and it doesn't mean that they still got high scores after that either. I've done it to so, John. I mean, I everyone knows I'm very, very, very close to John Carney. Right. I've had some LFT cigars before, and I'm going to text John like, "Hey, I'm smoking this right now. It's just not right." And he'll either be like, "Oh, could just could be a fluke, whatever." Try another one, or be like, oh, okay, um, you know, maybe it's because of you know this and that, or and oh, and yeah, you know, whatever. And, but it, and it happens, you know. And in a lot of the times, it, I I still smoke that line. It's I don't t- turn off from it, you know. But I just uh, I, I like to share the feedback, you know. Because yeah. you know what, at the end of the day, I know they appreciate it. They you know they do want to hear as much as they don't want to hear negative stuff. They want people to tell them so that they can fix it. I mean, that's the whole idea. Yeah. So, true. I mean, that goes into it too. I mean, the reviews. Yeah. I mean, they 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 go off reviews too because it's out there and it's it's public knowledge, and then they're gonna soak in whatever it says. But yeah, people tell me, hey, I'm having this cigar, and last four were like, what the fuck? Nick Perdomo was great about this because anybody, consumer or not, you could tech, you could message him on Facebook and be like, Nick, I had a 10th anniversary Maduro and it fell apart, and he'll go, I'll send you another one. No questions asked. No Hands questions down. asked. Yeah. I will replace that cigar for you. And I see it time and time again on Facebook. People post, yep. hey, you know, blah, blah, this, and he'll comment right away. Let me replace it for you. Mm-hmm. That's great customer service. Yep. Hands down. Great customer service. Um, anyway, we kind of got way off topic here. But, Coop, what else did you have on the on the docket tonight that you wanted to bring up? That, those, those was it. I mean, it was PCA. It was a whole topic on – um. Blog or media or whatever you want to call it, uh, and then you had the collab thing. So I I hit everything I wanted to hit tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, tonight was kind of like part one of the PCA pregame season. Still a couple yep. weeks out. Our next show will be two weeks from tonight. By that time, we're going to be much closer to the show. We'll probably have some new information. Twenty fifth, um, and then our panel show is the thirtieth, right? Yes. Let me check on that. So yeah, yep. there will be a panel. So on the on the smoke yep. and tobacco show on Thursday night. We are going to have a panel. Coop will be there. I think Ben will be there. I can't remember. I have to check on that. Bear, um, I actually ran into an issue where I can only have so many people on with my program. 
or it starts to freeze. So I, I need to I need to look into that first. Um, but yeah, there is a handful. Matt and Garrett, I think, are going to be there. Bear is going to be there. I need to uh, I need to check on that. But yeah, it's the thirtieth. That'll be a panel with other media members on the Smoking Tobacco Show the week before uh, the trade show, and we will have a roundtable discussion. It is also part of our pre-PCA media coverage. Um, yep. In addition to the second, the part two of the pregame spare notes coverage, which will be on the 25th, two weeks from tonight. So stay tuned for more updates on PCA and stuff that develops between now and then. We'll cover that on that show. Uh, this Thursday night on the Smoke and Tobacco Show, we have Erin Holland from the PCA coming on with us. And she will be making her first show debut. I promised I'll be gentle with her. Give her as much information. She's doing a great. She's doing a great job. She really she is. is. She um, is. And, and, uh, and you know, I think more people need to know. She shares that, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people need to know who she is and what she does. And she's also going to yeah. try to discuss a little bit more about the um, some of the stuff that she's working on with media, uh, in terms of PCA and the trade show, and, and how they're kind of expanding that. Also, just you know, kind of what to expect if you're coming to the trade show. What changes they've made to the trade show for people who are attending, whether you're a retailer or whoever. Um, just kind of stuff like that, and and to just get to know her a little bit better. So stay tuned for that. That's all part of our pregame coverage for PCA 2022. Really excited. Uh, with that, don't forget to like and subscribe. Please visit SmokingTobacco.com and Cigar-Coop.com, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.